You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 212. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and I am so glad that you're here. I am just really grateful for the people who listen to this podcast, um, people who share it, and uh, the comments and, and feedback that I get from you guys that you are loving the podcast. So from my heart to yours, thank you so much for being here. Okay, today's topic is a good one and a, and honestly like a very highly requested one. Not that people are specifically saying, you know, you know, do a, a podcast on like how to get a lean toned body. But when I talk to people about what their goals are or what they would like to achieve, these words of lean and toned are the ones that often come up of, of people wanting that as an end result and not being sure of the process that they need to take to get there. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is the the pathway. And I think um, the first thing that I, I want to discuss before we get into like the nitty gritty is understanding that there are different phases and different pathways in order that we need to take in order to get said result. For example, um, I'm a nurse. And so in order to work as a nurse, I had to get my nursing degree. Like I had to go to school. I got my bachelor's degree in nursing. I took the NCLEX and then I became a registered nurse and then was able to go apply to get a job. However, if I wanted to be a doctor, that would have been a different path. I would have had to take different steps. I would have had to go get my undergraduate and then take the MCAT and then go to med school and, you know, residency and yada, 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 get board certified. So, um, it's really important when we are figuring out our next step in our journey to first know where you want to go so that you can reverse engineer the process to get there. You know, I knew I wanted to work as a nurse. So then it's like, okay, well, so what are the steps that I need to take to become a nurse? And it's the same thing here is, is one of the things that I help clients with initially is asking themselves the question, what do I want? What is the outcome that I'm trying to achieve? What is the result that I would like to have with my body? And once we figure that out, then we can start to take sit, take the steps or figure out the steps and then take the steps in order to close the gap and to get that end result. And so specifically in this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about the end result of if you're looking for getting leaner and by leaner, I just mean losing fat and having that toned look. Uh, If that's a goal of yours, then this podcast episode is going to be very valuable to you. Now I'm going to mention this resource, uh, you know, towards the middle or end of the podcast as well as, as we kind of circle back around to this topic, but I want to put it here too, just for anybody who is only listening to the first half of the podcast and wants more resources to be able to dive a little bit deeper into this process that I'm talking about, this path, you know, that one would take in order to get the end result of having a lean toned body. And that is my free class called The Five Vital Ingredients Your Workout Program Must Include to Build Fat and 
build fat, (laughs) to build muscle and lose fat. So if you are interested in learning the five key ingredients that you need to be making sure that you're implementing, if your goal is to build muscle and or lose fat, then that workshop's going to dive a lot deeper into this topic. Um, You know, this is going to be a taste of that, but that workshop's going to dive much deeper into helping you to figure that out. And so you can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash workshop to be able to uh, go listen to that free class and dive a little bit deeper into this topic. Okay, so first let's dive into uh, the definition maybe of some of these words that I'm that I'm using and that I hear a lot in the space and specifically this word toned. I think it's really important to um, recognize that when when people use words, they usually have a concept in their head of what that word means. But what that word means to one person can be completely different than what that word means to somebody else. So I think if you have ever told yourself or thought or set a goal of like, I want to be more toned, I think it's a really uh, great idea to reflect on what you actually mean by that word. Because I have talked to different people and what one person means as toned can be completely different than what somebody else means as toned. And the reality is, is that Um, You cannot tone a muscle. That's not an actual thing that you can do. Muscle can grow or shrink. It can get bigger or it can get smaller. You can have more muscle or you can have less muscle, but you can't tone a muscle. That's not a physiological thing that you can do. Like if you were talking to a scientist and you were like, how does one tone a muscle? What is the biological mechanism through which a muscle is toned? That does not exist. Like I said, you can add more muscle cells. You can increase the size of those muscle cells. And so basically you can add muscle or you can take muscle away. And the same thing with fat. You can add fat or take fat away. One of the misconceptions that I hear a lot, and I... I, it is well-intentioned and it, it is, is demonstrates a lack of um, maybe scientific understanding as people are learning about this process, which I get not everybody has taken anatomy courses or loves like learning about fitness and nutrition and the body and anatomy and physiology. That's my jam. So I will do all of that learning for you and I will share that with you so that you don't have to go take a college anatomy and dissection course in order to learn all of these things. Um, But one of the things that I will hear a lot is people saying that I want to turn my fat into muscle. And I get where that comes from. And I think what people actually mean or what um, what they maybe don't understand about the process is that when you look at a muscle on a physiological, like cellular level, muscle is a completely different tissue, bodily tissue than fat is. And so saying that I want to turn fat into muscle is almost like saying, I want to turn my heart tissue into a liver. They're completely different, different tissues. You cannot turn one tissue into another. So what I think most people actually mean when they say something like, I want to turn my fat into muscle is that they would like to lose fat and they would like to gain muscle. And I think if I asked most clients who come into macros 101, what they would like to do, that that's what they say. I want to lose fat and gain muscle. Um, and you know, for most people, that's like the holy grail. Let's I want to do both of those things. I want to lose fat and gain muscle. The tricky part about that is that the optimal environment for those two goals are completely different. The optimal environment for one to gain muscle 
is one where you have a higher caloric intake and a lower cardio, a lower amount of cardio per week. Okay, so the optimal environment for building muscle is higher calories and lower cardio. And the optimal environment for losing fat is lower calories and higher cardio. And so you can very quickly see that the optimal environment for those two goals is completely opposite of each other. Now, that doesn't mean you can't, like, that nobody can simultaneously lose fat and build muscle. That, that you can. It is called recomposition. Some people are able to do that. So that is, that is something that can be done. However, for a lot of people, it's not something that um, works well together simultaneously. And, and that is because those optimal environments are completely opposite from each other. So going back to what I started with, with this idea that we can lose fat or gain fat and we can lose muscle or gain muscle. When most people say that they would like to tone, what they usually mean is that they would like to lose fat and have a visible amount of muscle present there. However, I will add the caveat that I've talked to some women and when they say toned, what they what they really are are thinking about is losing fat and not really building muscle but like seeing whatever muscle is there on their bodies at that at that point. And that's a very different conversation than somebody who wants to uh, see muscle and have some definition associated with that muscle. And this is an important distinction because if you want to have the definition associated with muscle, the shape associated with muscle, you must build it. You have to build it. And so often women, the only phase that they are comfortable with, that they are familiar with, that they have done before is a cutting phase where you're creating a caloric deficit and your goal is fat loss. And so oftentimes I hear women trying to get to a lean toned body and the only phase that they are staying stuck in is the phase of cutting and creating a caloric deficit. Yes, that will help you to get rid of some fat to to an extent, (laughs) obviously. Like there's a whole reverse that comes into that. That's like a completely separate topic. But caloric deficit, yes, is going to help you with removing fat. But here's the thing I think that a lot of people don't understand. It doesn't matter how much fat you lose. If you have not built the muscle, you're going to lose fat and there's going to be nothing there. And this happens not infrequently with women where they lose and they... <laughs> just look skinny. They, they, there's no muscle definition there. And the reason is, is because they haven't taken the time to actually build the muscle. You cannot reveal muscle that has not yet been built. And in order to build muscle, you can't just hope and pray and cross your fingers and go to the gym and do whatever you want. Just thinking, oh, I go to the gym. And so that's going to help me to build muscle. I will say this is one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about building muscle. And that is that if a program has, it hurts my muscle, or if a program makes me sore, or if a program has dumbbells in it, then that means if I do this, I'm going to build muscle. And that's not actually the case. There are important ingredients that have to be present in that workout for it to stimulate 
muscle growth. Your body doesn't just grow muscle for funsies. It doesn't just wake up one day and say, you know what would be really fun? To have more quadriceps. We should do that today. We should go build some quadriceps. (laughs) Our bodies don't work that way. Our bodies do things that it has to do to adapt to stay alive. That's what our bodies are created on, this this ability to adapt in order to keep us alive. And so muscle growth is no different. Muscle growth is really an adaptation that our body is forced into based off of what we are what stressors we are placing on top of our body. And hey, I get it. <laughs> I've been there. Um, If you don't know my story, I taught group fitness, love group fitness. I'm not saying bad things about group fitness. Group fitness is, was a lifeline for me, especially when I was young, having kids, like being able to go to the gym, drop my kids off at the childcare and like go teach a group fitness class probably was the thing that kept me sane during med school and residency while my husband was you know, I was basically single during those time periods and I had these little small children. It kept me sane. I have so many fond memories of group fitness and the people that I met and the friendships that I made and the like community that I developed and the fun that I had during that time. But at the same time, I went and taught body pump for eight years. And yes, did I put on some muscle at the very beginning? Yes. But I, over the next, I don't know, seven years, I realized that even though I was teaching body pump, I was lifting weights consistently like week over week, over week, over week. I never really built any more muscle doing that. And it was because at the time I didn't understand that just because your workouts have dumbbells, just because your workout has a barbell, like body pump has a barbell in it just because your muscles get sore, just because it burns when you do it does not mean that you're building muscle. And so um, I'm going to link back to that um, workshop that I talked about because I actually go into the five, five specific ingredients so that you can check off and say, yes, my workout program includes that, includes that, includes that, includes that. And you can walk away being cool. My workout program is created to build muscle. Or you can walk through and be like, ooh, actually it doesn't do that and it doesn't do that and it doesn't do that. Maybe I need to be looking for a new program that is going to actually support the muscle that I want to grow. So again, that that free workshop, I go into de- into depth. It's like way beyond the scope of this podcast, but I go more into depth in that podcast or in that that workshop. So you can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash workshop to go dive deeper into those those five ingredients. But the reason I bring this up is because if you want a lean toned body, you have to build muscle for most women. For most women, if you've never intentionally taken the time to build muscle, you're never going to get a lean toned body because you cannot cut to what has not been built. And building muscle takes intentionality. I promise you, I promise you. Nobody wakes up and is like, oh my gosh, where did all this muscle come from? I didn't do anything to have this and I have all this muscle, especially females. If you if that has happened to you, please message me <laughs> because it does it metabolically it does not happen um, to us. We you have to be very intentional about gaining muscle. Now, there are some people who build muscle faster. If you've listened to episode 45, where I talk about different body types, you'll know that if you tend towards a more endomorph body type, you may build muscle 
faster than somebody else. And if you tend to a more ectomorph body type, you may be a harder gainer. It may be harder for you to gain muscle. However, even if you are the most endomorphic endomorph, you're not going to just accidentally wake up one day and be like, oh my gosh, where did all this muscle come from? I didn't do anything to do this. (laughs) You have to be intentional about building it. So to circle back around and bring this, you know, the full conclusion, this thought that I, that I started, if you would like to build a lean toned body, you must build muscle. You must be intentional about building muscle. You must have a muscle building focus. It's not accidental. It's not like, whoops, I don't know. I just like did some things at the gym and like all of a sudden I built this muscle. Like it has to be intentional. And again, that workshop that I cover is going to cover all those, those ingredients that need to be included. So bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash workshop. On this vein of um, building muscle, one thing that I think is really important to talk about is uh, the weight that is associated with muscle. So I hear this a lot from clients who say things like, I would like to build muscle. And then they get very confused when they see the scale going up or when they like, when their quads stop fitting into their pants and they get scared and freak out and want to go backwards. And I think having an expectation of, of what this process is like can help you make the decision of if you want to do it and why it is so beneficial to do it. So let me give you a really specific example. I remember that I was coaching a client. This was inside of Macros 101. And she got on the coaching call and she asked me a question um, about her pants. And like, she's like, I've been focusing on muscle growth and, and building muscle. And, um, you know, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing the weights go up in the gym and it's really exciting. and I'm really loving it, but my pants are not fitting me anymore. Like I cannot squeeze into my pants. Like what is going on? And as I started to ask questions and dive deeper into this, I realized that this woman was previously wearing like a size zero or a size two pants. And she was not fitting into those size zero and size two pants. And she was going, having to go up in, in, in pant size. And I, I explained to her, um, and we all do this to some extent in our journey that this problem, and I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes. Like this problem was not actually a problem. It was just a, she was building muscle and the muscle has to go somewhere. And so, yeah, it may mean that you need bigger pants, but that's not actually a problem (laughs) unless you, unless it's a problem for you. Like I'm, you know, you do you, whatever you want. If you are like, no way, Amber, I never want to go out of a size zero pants. Great. Do whatever rocks your boat. But if you want to build muscle, it has to go somewhere. And so, yeah, your quads may get bigger and if you would like to build muscle and you want to have a lean tone body, then that may be part of the process to get there. And so once we started talking about this and she had this realization that like, oh, actually nothing's wrong. I'm literally doing what I said I wanted to do. My body is responding beautifully. And what actually is wrong is that I'm trying to fit into pants that aren't right for my now more muscular body. So guess what? She went and bought new pants in a larger size. And she commented later when she actually like um, took a picture in, in the, the changing room when she was you know buying these larger pants is that she looked better in the larger pants. Like the definition that building muscle had given to her legs um, gave her 
gave her like form and shape to her legs and she actually looked better. And she was super happy with, with that and with, with the process when she understood that that was like her legs getting bigger was part of the process. And I think one of the, the things that I try to teach clients about so much, and I try to encourage people and women, especially, and you hear this a lot is this idea that we've been told all of our lives that we don't deserve to take up space. And it, it gets deep into our psyche. And I think this is, you know, we can get, this could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself of this idea that our value comes from being quiet, from not rocking the boat, from not taking up space. And, and there's a lot of patriarchy associated with that of, of like, that's the value of a woman is to just stay home, be quiet, support the man and, you know, not take up any space and allow the men to, to run the world. And man, do I resist that. (laughs) Man, do I like fight back against that idea that my role as a woman is to be as small as possible, to be as quiet as possible and to not speak my mind. And I would, you know, you do you, but if that like kind of irks your tater as well, like this is part of the problem is like this idea that we are more valuable the smaller we are. I think that's hogwash. I think your value is innate and I think you deserve to take up space. You deserve to fill out your genes. You deserve to do whatever it is that you want to do in the world. Um, take up space and rock it. And so I think as this client started to have that shift from realizing that there was no innate value in her fitting into a size jeans other than the association that she had given it of like, oh, I'm so valuable because look, I can fit into a size zero jeans. When she got rid of that and started to realize like, but I actually look better in the size four or the size six jeans. As I build muscle, as I create shape to my body, I actually look better. And my value is not found in my pant size anyway. You Like, I'm not saying, oh, she's valuable because now she fits into a size six. You're valuable at a size zero, a size six, a size 26, a size 106. Your value is irrespective of the jeans that you are wearing. And when you can start to separate that out, right? I talked about this uh, two weeks ago on the podcast um, where I did the episode about improving your relationship with the scale. That was episode 208, if you missed it. That was a really good episode, if I do say so myself. So if you uh, missed that one, definitely go back and listen to 208, how to improve your relationship with the scale. So when you can start to separate out um, my size or my pair, my size of jeans or my weight from your worth, the world becomes open to you. So I have this conversation because it's important to know that when you build muscle, it has to go somewhere. It like it, it is mass. Like it is a thing. <laughs> it is, it is mass. It has to go somewhere. So yeah, especially if you're pretty skinny, you may have to buy bigger jeans. That doesn't mean it's a problem. It means that you are building muscle, which was the goal. If you want a lean tone body, like that is the goal. That's part of the goal. And so having that expectation is important. The other expectation that I want to, you know, have you expect going into this process of building muscle is that your weight may go up. And yes, for so many of us, that has been the marker of failure in the past. Scale goes up, I'm doing something wrong, I'm failing, right? It's that, that, that repetitive talk about, I need to be smaller, I need to be, I, my value is in weighing less and in being in a smaller pant size. And when we can start to shift that and recognize again, you're building muscle, it has to go somewhere and it's going to weigh something. So 
one of the reasons that building a better relationship with the scale, remember two, episode 208, is so that you can release that grip that the scale has on you in order to get what you really want, which is the lean tone body. So when you can get rid of that connection that you have with the scale weight and your worth, then you can do things like add muscle, see the weight go up and be okay with it. Because at the end, what your goal is, is not really the weight. The goal is the aesthetic. The goal is how you look. And we've all, I, I mean, for all of the terrible things on Instagram, I'm sure if you followed many fitness accounts, you've seen the, the, the photos where it's like, I weigh 140 pounds in this picture and I weigh 120 pounds in this picture. And like girlfriend looks leaner at in the 140 pounds. Cause she's like put on a bunch of muscle and she's like way leaner. And you know, she looks completely different, even though it's a lower weight. Hopefully you've seen those pictures. I have a picture like that where I show a side-by-side where I'm 142 pounds, but I look vastly different. And I could show you a picture of where I'm even lower than that, but don't, but don't look the same as I, as I do when, when I've built muscle. So again, it's like separating out the aesthetic or the look that you are wanting from their assumption that that look is going to be a smaller size or a smaller weight. Gaining muscle has to go somewhere. It has to, it has mass, it has weight to it. And so freaking out because the scale is going up, if you are intentionally looking to put on mass, is just silly because a lot of times that just means that you're doing it right. And I know if you're listening to this, you may be like, but Amber, like, how do I know if it's muscle or if it's fat or like, how do I tease that out? And, um, you know, honestly, that's something that I coach clients through a lot is how to become the scientist in your journey. That's what we do in Macros 101. I teach you how to become the scientist. I teach you how to tease those things out. I teach you how to gather the data. I teach you how to analyze it. I teach you based off of that analysis, what you do to be able to continue on in your journey and customize this process to you. Like that is what we do in Macros 101. So if you want to learn more about how do I know when I'm losing fat or, or gaining muscle, or how do I know if the scale's going up, if it's going in the right direction, those are the types of things that I teach and I coach on inside of Macros 101. So if you want to get in the next time we open doors, we open twice a year, once in the fall and once in the spring, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist, And I can coach you through all of these things. I can teach you how to be that scientist and then also coach you through all the mental uh, side of, of the process as well. Okay, so let's circle back around to the topic. You want a lean tone body. I've made the point, and hopefully I've hammered it home, <laughs> that if you want a lean tone body, part of that is going to likely be building muscle. Now, the other part of it is lean, is how do, how do we get that? How do we like not just look bulky? How do we not just look bigger by gaining muscle? And the second part of that is losing the fat right? So fat sits over the muscle. And so if you have um, a layer of muscle and then you have a layer of fat over that muscle, yes, it is going to look bigger. And this would be what some people would call quote unquote bulky. I don't love that word, but I know why people use it. It's because if you have muscle with then a layer of fat over it, that may look bulky to you. And so the second part of it is losing the fat that is over the over the muscle. And that is what's going to give you that definition. That's what's going to give you that, that shape and what most people would term lean toned body. Now, I say this and people automatically usually are like, okay, cool. So we'll start with the fat loss first. 
lose fat loss because that's very comfortable for me. I know fat loss. I want fat loss, like all of those things. Like, so I should start with a cut first. And it's true. Some people should start with a cut first. And especially the higher your body fat percentage is, doing a cut first and being able to get some of that excess of excess fat off is going to be beneficial in the long run to help you build muscle. However, I would say for a lot of women, especially women who are closer to a healthier weight, a healthier body fat percentage, there's a lot of value in not going immediately into a cut, but taking the time to build first before going into a cut. So it's like taking the time to build it before you reveal it rather than trying to reveal it first and then build it afterwards. But if you want a lean toned body, there are two phases. There's two parts of it. There's the building of the muscle and the losing of the fat. And those are like, I made the point at the very beginning of the episode, like those are separate processes and often they require separate phases in order to, to happen. Can some people uh, have recomposition where they lose fat and gain muscle at the same time? Yes, but it is a select amount of people. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, and a lot of people are going to need to take those into separate phases of losing fat and gaining muscle and focusing on those in, se- you know, in separate time periods. Okay. So the last thing that I will talk about in this formula of building a, a lean toned body is the importance of nutrition in conjunction with the workouts that you are doing. Um, so as you may assume that there are two, you know, big rocks, I guess we could say in terms of creating change in your body composition, we have workouts and specifically like cardio and weights, and then we have your nutrition. And what I like to help clients do is to be able to, when we can get all of those on board, all of those aligned towards the goal that you want. Because if you think about it, okay, so nutrition, we can be in different phases. There's the cutting phase, which is a caloric deficit. There's the bulking phase, which is a caloric surplus. There is a reverse phase, which is going from a cut to maintenance. And then there's a maintenance phase, which is in the middle, right? So there's these four phases. I talk more in depth about those four phases in episode 76. It's called the cycles of weight loss. But there's those four phases with our nutrition. And each of those phases, its purpose is a little bit different. And then we think about our weights and we think about the weightlifting that we're doing and the types of weightlifting, the types of weight training that we are doing. And I talk more about this in that workshop that I, that I linked out. Um, and then we talk, think about our cardio and the amount of cardio and the type of the cardio that we're doing. And I like to talk about these in terms of, I call them levers and, and dials in Macros 101, where we can turn up or turn down or pull a lever or not pull a lever. And we kind of have this like dashboard at our disposal to be able to customize what we're doing with our cardio, with our weights and with our nutrition and help it support a goal. So whatever your goal is figuring out from, you know, reverse engineering from that, this is my goal to, this is the type of nutrition. This is the phase I should be in. This is the type of weight training I should do. And this is the type of cardio or the amount of cardio that I should do to be able to achieve that goal. And again, that's like this whole customization process is what I teach inside of Macros 101. That's what I help clients to be able to create is to work backwards from, I would like X, Y, and Z, please and thank you. Okay, well, what do we need to do with your, your um, specifically your nutrition? We talk a lot about nutrition in 
um, macros 101. And then the workout side of things, I teach a lot inside of build your workouts. And if you go to that workshop, that free workshop, um, I'll talk about build your workouts there. And that is where I help clients to learn how to customize that, that workout side of things. So macros 101, it's kind of the nutrition side and build your workouts is the workout side. And then all together, those are going to help you to be able to, you know, customize those, those levers for your specific individual goal. So if we do a quick recap, things that I want you taking away or that I hope you're taking away from this episode. Number one, to get really clear on what your definition is of success or what your definition of done is. So in the business, um, Carly is my integrator and she's always talking about this like definition of done, meaning when she gives an assignment to someone on the team, she outlines, okay, here's, you know, here's the assignment and here's the definition of done, right? You'll know that this task is done when somebody can type in a URL, it pulls up the page and the button on the page, you know, links out to something, right? So she'll have like that definition of done. And I think that's a really valuable thing for you to take and apply to your journey is like, what is your definition of done? What is that end destination that you're looking at? And if you say, I want a lean body, I want a toned body, I want a muscular body, I want to like whatever it is, the more clear you can get, the more um, specific and focused you can get on what that actually means. Like what does lean mean to you? Are we talking like 14% body fat? Are we talking like 22% body fat. Like what does lean mean to you? If we're talking about, Hey, I want to be toned. Are we, are we talking about like, you know, yoga instructor, Pilates instructor, like toned where they don't really have a whole lot of muscle mass, but they're very lean. Are we talking about someone who has a little bit more shape because they've taken time to build muscle? You may be saying toned and thinking of the Pilates instructor. Um, and some people may be saying toned and thinking more of the like more shapely, like athletic figure. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care what you want, but you need to be clear on what it is because until, unless you are clear on what you would like, then we can't figure out the path to get you there. Unless I knew I wanted to be a nurse, I couldn't figure out the path that I needed to take in schooling to be able to get me there. So step number one is figuring out what the heck you want. Sometimes that can be the hardest part. (laughs) So step number one, figure out what you want. And then From there, we need to talk about the variables. We need to talk about what nutrition do you need to do to support that goal? What workouts, what lifting do you need to do to support that goal? And what cardio do you need to do to support that goal? And if your goal is to build a leaned toned body, there are two phases. There is the building of the muscle and there is the stripping away from of the fat. And for most women, both of those need to be addressed and likely addressed in separate phases. So that that's the formula building muscle and losing fat not just losing fat not just getting smaller not just from your value coming from a smaller version of you or um a smaller pant size of you it comes from building muscle and that has to go somewhere it's going to weigh something it's going to have mass to it that's part of the process but if you said that you want this end result sometimes you have to go through things that are hard or that you are uncomfortable or unfamiliar. I would say unfamiliar is probably the the better word there. It becomes uncomfortable. And this woman who I was talking about in the coaching call, she was uncomfortable, not because it was wrong or because it was a problem, but because it was unfamiliar. And that's a very different conversation. So once I helped her to realize that like, you just haven't ever had quads before, babe, like welcome to having quads. (laughs) 
This is like part of having quads um, and helped her to realize that it wasn't, she felt, she didn't feel uncomfortable because it was wrong or bad or she was doing it wrong. Simply it was unfamiliar, but the goal that she wanted to reach was unfamiliar. She had never reached that goal before. So of course it's going to be unfamiliar. So sometimes we feel uncomfortable and we think wrong when in reality, it's just, you, you said you wanted a new result. You said you wanted something different. So f- of course it's going to be a little bit unfamiliar of, of the process to get there and, and what it's going to feel like when you actually achieve it. But taking time to build that muscle is one of the best things that you can do for your body, for your physique, for your health, for your metabolism. And man, if I could like do one thing in the world, I could wave my magic wand. I think I, it would be to get more women lifting weights. Because I think, like I said, a lot of society likes to tell us, be smaller, be quiet, sit down, don't make noise, you know, be pretty and let us just look at you, but don't do anything. And I think when women walk into a weight room and they pick up a weight and it's hard, but they can do it, it builds confidence it builds this thought of like, man, I can, I can, I don't need to just sit there and look pretty. I can, I can freaking do things. I can freaking do a lot of things. I can do things that even I used to think I couldn't do. And I think when women lift weights, yeah, I love building muscle. I think it's fun. You look great. But to me, the reason I would say I want women lifting weights is not because of the aesthetic. It's not even because of like how it builds your metabolism or like improves your health. It is because it teaches women that they're freaking powerful. And I think the more women start to recognize and find and discover the power that's already inside of them, gosh, like that's what changes our world. And it's, and it's honestly the vision that I have for my company Our vision is to help you find the power that's already inside of you, to help our clients to unlock that power, to feel it, to be able to access it and be able to put it out into the world. And so that's why my my vision, my goal, if I could wave my magic wand, I would have women lifting weights because yeah, you look great. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, it's like, you know, really great for your metabolism. You want to eat more food, build some muscle. Yeah, it's great for your health. It's great for like being able to have longevity and be able to do acts of daily living when you get older. Yes, all those things are great reason to build muscle. But what I love is women learning that they can take up space, is women learning that they're more powerful than they even thought, that they could do things that they used to think were impossible, but that they can reach in and they can work and they can stay consistent with something and then they can achieve it. To me, there's nothing as like empowering as learning the power that you have through lifting weights. That's why I love it. That's why I do what I do. And it's why I come on here and try to get you to do more of it. All right. So this was a fun conversation. Again, if you want to learn more about making sure your workouts, the workouts that you're doing are aligned with this goal of building muscle and losing fat, then I highly, highly suggest going and listening to my free class, bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash workout, no workshop 
forward slash workshop. And I'll talk to you about those five ingredients that you can kind of check off and see, Hey, does my workout program include that? What about that? What about that? So that you know that you are spending your time well. What I can't stand to see is women who are making time, taking time out of their very busy day to go to the gym, to do things that aren't actually working, that aren't actually driving them to their goal, because that's just a waste of time. I don't want you wasting your time. Your time is valuable. Let's make sure that the time you're putting at the gym is actually working, is actually effective, is actually driving you closer to the goal you have. And that's what I'm going to talk about in class. So thanks for being here. Thanks for letting me, I feel like this kind of turned into a little, little, little rant, a little ranty, um, uh, mostly because I feel very passionate about this topic (laughs) and it starts to come out when I, when I start to talk, but this is, this is, this is important stuff. And I hope by the end of this episode, you saw that it's just, it's deeper than like building some really pretty deltoids. It's, 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 it's a deeper thing than that. And, um, it's one of the reasons that I love the playground of fitness, because I think the things that you learn in this journey and the things that you learn about yourself, um, they bleed out, it bleeds out into other areas and that confidence you build in yourself, uh, makes you a more confident parent. It makes you a more confident woman, a more confident spouse, more confident community member. And that's what I think the world needs a lot more of. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.